Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treat is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys <laughs> still, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash, here with our host, legendary tight end, Jason Done. Hey, hey, look, hey, I still got one of these uh good old Super Bowl cups, 57 cups, you know, I'm sipping out of tonight. Uh just uh you know putting a little uh, little little touch on uh, the Super Bowl winners, the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, give a hand for those guys once more, one more time for those Kansas City Chiefs out there, baby. <laughs> Making moves, doing things, they're looking for another Super Bowl this year. So How's it going, Marcus? How you doing, my brother? How's it going? I can't complain. You know, we're getting closer to the the new league year next week, so getting excited for that. Uh, also, I, I had some rough news this week, and you know, I, I, I you and I talked about it. I texted you from the emergency room Saturday morning. Uh, got attacked by a a great Pyrenees dog um, this weekend. My my buddy's dog. Um, oh. Yeah, man, rough, rough. <laughs> I thought you said it was a Chihuahua. They got you. Uh, are you kidding? A Chihuahua? <laughs> I know I'm a small guy, but come on. Pyrenees, <laughs> uh, no, don't know. Oh, listen, I, I, man, I've heard reports on those dogs. Uh, man, it's crazy when you told me that, man, and you just said you was going in. Kind of tell the story, and you know, let everybody know what the story was. You know, for a nice, you know, quick little thing segment. So uh, Saturday night, I went to a birthday party in DC. Um, at the Uber rides around 3 a.m. Uber rides, you know, had the surge prices. So I was trying to get back to uh, a suburb in Virginia where I live, and it was about $120 Uber ride. So I looked at it, said, if you wait an hour, it'll be $80. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Jeez. My buddy who lives in Arlington, Virginia, so it's about, about like 20 minutes closer to where I live, um, mm-hmm. he was going at that point. I was like, hey, I'm going to hop in with you and I'm going to call my Uber from, from you, from your place. He goes, hey, yeah, go for it. He goes, dude, you can come in and meet my dog. He, I, he, the guy always talks about his dog, always yeah. talks about it. At the bar, it's like his opening line of girls. Like, hey, look at my dog. He's like showing his pictures with it and stuff. And I was like, dog must be harmless. So anyway, uh, get to the place, call my Uber. It was a $20 ride from his place back back home. Um, and five minutes, right? And he's like, yo, you got five minutes? Five minutes, come inside. Go inside. 
opens the door. Uh, dogs like clawing the door. He hears his owner coming in. So we go in and um, right away, this dog sniffs my leg. And I'm like, okay, he's sniffing my leg. And all of a sudden, I, I, I like a bite. Bites my like calf, like a, a little bit like the like a part of my jeans tears off my calf area. And I'm like, whoa, dude, like your dog. And he goes, oh man, he's never done that before with anybody. Like, keep in mind, I'm good with dogs. Dogs love me. Yeah, uh, yeah. For the most part, except for this one. But yeah. anyway, he scolds him. He's like, no, you don't do that. Like, hits him on the nose and stuff. And the dog's kind of like whimpering a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, little, I'm, I'm a little weary of this at this point. Um, and so I look at my phone. I'm like two minutes away. I'm like, hey, man, I'm just, my Uber's here. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to go. So I, like, while he's like scolding the dog, I'm not thinking about the dog anymore. Yeah. I turn to go to the door. And uh-huh. I guess right when I turned, he let go of the dog. Dog runs after me. Bites my like hamstring area. Um, and then I turn around, dog bites my quad area, and then this why I, I shrug the dog off. Um, then my buddy, bigger guy, jumps yeah. on this dog, like holds him down, like bear, like like has a bear hug him to the ground. This dog's trying to get out of that. Like I see him like squirming to get out of it. <laughs> like he's pretty geez. much yeah, without biting the owner. Um, I yeah, I just get out. And it honestly didn't hurt that bad. I my, my obviously my, my my gene my quad area was like kind of like cut up. I get in yeah. the Uber ride and I see like the area where like my 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 gene was like kind of cut. I uh-huh. see like the blood like filling up in there. I'm like, whoa, let's see what's going on down there. I I see it. I'm like, oh man, I got I got messed up. Um, anyway, tell it take take the Uber to the hospital, the ER. I uh, got one stitch in there. Um, I'll tell you what, go to the ER about four a.m. Um, on a Saturday night. Kind of, kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on a Saturday, hey, you catching everything in there, everything and everybody, everything and everybody in there. I it mean, was crazy. Yeah, like things you wouldn't even imagine. But man, it, it just, that's just a wild story in itself, man. That's that that to me, like, and I look, and I'm I'm a dog lover. I love dogs. You know, you know, own quite a few of them. Just love dogs to death. And the thing is, man, if dogs, if they, I don't know what it is. Like, if it's something that they don't like or if they get into, like, locked in, they are locked into it. I mean, and for real. So, I don't know, man. Did, did you take, like, a Slim Jim bath or something? You have some, like, some some meat cologne on, something new or what? what what's the deal? I, I mean, I, I put my I put my usual, my cologne concoction on. And usually it, it, people love it. I guess dogs, I guess that dog didn't for some reason. <laughs> You got to make a commercial. Uh, uh, they they love it enough to bite you, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it was well, it was I'm a great time. Okay, man. I'm glad you're okay. And you're healing up. I appreciate it, man. I'm sure you were really weirded out by. Um, I'm sure you didn't know what the heck you were looking at when you looked at your phone the next morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might have shared the picture. Did everybody see it, man? It just think because I the thing is when you when you talk about it, you see the blood fill up, but then when you see like the picture, like that hole in your leg, I was like, oh my goodness. Like what the heck? Yeah, uh, there was there was like like I said that it was a hospital it was really weird at at, at, six, at four in the morning at, in the ER. Cops are walking by look, look, looking at it and stuff, and I looked at my nurse site and I was like, I think the cops think I got shot. They're like, oh, like yeah, well we do get those in here too around this time. I'm like, huh, interesting. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> yeah, person next to me. There's a little too too much detail. Person next to me. I'm sitting there like you know like waiting for the doctor to come put the stitch because they put one stitch in the front and one stitch in the back. Um, the two different cuts I had, um, and I hear like the other 
nurse talking to the other patient next to me. And uh, he's like, so what's going on with, with her? She's like, oh, yeah. She took a little bit of LSD and acid, and she's, uh, she was tripping in, in the car badly. And he goes, I, I can't I can't do anything. I can't do anything about that. She's going to have to just kind of sleep it off. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on in here? Like, get me out of here. <laughs> but, yeah, weird weird times. In the end. And that's, you know, and now I, now I know why they have so many hospital shows. There's so many stories you can get in, in a hospital. So many different things happen that people uh, get to see. And that's why you have ER, Chicago Med, and all these other shows they have. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy, man. It, it is. That is, without a doubt, the hospital in itself, man, is a whole whole different environment. No doubt. For sure. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But hopefully heal up and I can get right for um, my flag season coming up in three weeks. And then also we have NFL free agency coming up this next week. So I want, I want, I want to be ready to go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Be ready. So obviously lots to get into um, with uh, what all the rumors coming out every day. There's new rumors and stuff. Um, and we're going to get into it with our, uh, our first one tonight. Jay, you ready to rock? Ready, baby. Let's go. Let's, let's rock and roll. Definitely ready. So one thing that we all knew when we got, we went into free agency was Orlando Brown free agent. We knew that whole thing went on last year. It was like, he got tagged, you know, he came to camp late. We knew that was going to be a big thing. And we assumed that after winning the Super Bowl, having a great playoffs, he was going to be tagged at least. Um, but Chiefs are not placing a franchise tag on Orlando Brown Jr. And saves them around $20 million because if we place a tag on them, it's 20 mil right out right out the gate. Um, and we have until Monday, uh, this coming Monday, to work on a deal. And we have exclusive rights to do that at that point. Uh, but many uh, insiders don't expect for the two sides to come to a terms on a long-term deal as of right now. Um, Chiefs are apparently looking at all options. So, J.D., what does this mean to you? And I get a question with the whole combine that we just saw. Is it more likely that the Chiefs see a guy in the NFL draft that they really like, or is it just more likely that they don't think Antonio or Antonio Brown or Orlando Brown is worth um, the contract that he wants? Well, you know, to be honest with you, I, I think it might be the combination of the two. To be honest with you, if, if you're thinking about a guy who is, you know, they're not tagging, you know, a hefty, you know, uh, amount to, and they're sitting there saying, "Well, look, we want you to go out here and, and see what you get." Right. You know, you have every right to go out here and see what shop around, see what you look at and see what guys are, or teams are thinking about. Um, and, and this almost comes to like the whole thing, like with the whole Frank Clark situation, because it's like, you know, we we have a number. We know what we want to do, what we're looking at. And you have it in your, you know, your camp. But you're thinking uh, we might be at two different places right now. And so considering how things happened last year. Right. You know, went all through during the offseason and not coming to training camp, all those different things. Like, all that took a toe. It, it, it did. And so teams, you know, Chiefs, let me put it into not teams, Chiefs, um, I know what thinking. Look, we just don't want to pay this hefty tag for it, especially if you're thinking you want to get top, top three money or top one or two money. They don't know if they want to do that, right? Look, and we understand the importance of, like, protect, you know, protecting PM15. That right there is absolutely the most important thing that you do is make sure that Patrick Mahomes, he is protected. You got to have a guy that's capable of doing that. So uh, I was saying something like, you know, it, it is. It's like, you know, the devil that you know is the guy that you want as opposed to going out here and don't know what you're going to get in the free agency or may get in the draft. But if you see guys and it's like, look, if we can use that money elsewhere, do different things with it, then why not? So they know they got some guys that have coming up you know, we're talking about Steve. We're talking about, uh, you know, uh, Chris Jones. We're talking about guys being signed. And they, and they wanted, to, should we take our money and put it in elsewhere? And that, I think that's what they have to really, 
you know, really quantify. That's that's what it boils down to. And so I think right now, uh, like you said, it comes to Monday to make a decision about what it is, how they want OBJ to be in the future with the Chiefs. Uh, and so, yeah, man, shop him around, see what he gets. And if, if they match it or if they see something that they're like, okay, fine, you didn't get anything, uh, it's just where we at with where we, you know, where we are. We got to see what we're going to get something done. Yeah, some of the reports that came out, obviously it's all speculation and rumors, but some of the rumors that came out from this was that we didn't tag him because we 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 kind of tested out to see what the interest was with him. We kind of want him to hit the open market and see what the actual interest is in paying him that price tag. And I mean, I'm sure some teams out there, maybe not contenders who may want to pay him that money, but um, in order because a lot of people thought tag and trade was going to be a, a thing, and obviously that didn't happen because we there wasn't that there wasn't that interest out there for people to you know to want to get him or pay up for a guy who wants to get paid twenty four something million dollars a year or whatever whatever he really wants. Well, I, I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, the first half of the season. And, and I make this point all the time. He coming into camp, he was behind, you know, just everybody else as far as with conditioning and being in shape because he hadn't really been there doing the offseason like he should have getting ready. And so I, I know that did something to his performance, not to mention also, too, I know he was dealing with an, in, an injury that significantly, you know, mess with his performance right we can see it and so you know they kind of downplayed a little bit oh yeah he's got a little knee injury a little nick here and there but i think it was a little bit more significant than just that and so you could tell it like in his play so you could see during the season he was actually getting better now they didn't probably take until maybe like week 10 11 like you know that he was almost where he needed to be like you know if you look at his production as far as like you know the pass protection what he gave up in hurries and and, and, and sacks, uh, you can see that. You can see it glaringly. And so uh, I think all those things was really the, one of the things that people were looking at during the season. And so the, the, the most part of the season, everybody was just checking out, didn't really doing well, didn't really – nobody was sold on paying him that hefty type of money. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh, we, we, look, what the guy's doing right now, we cannot pay him top tackle money. You know, and it's a, it's a performance-based business. And so if you're not performing – you know, to be warranted a, a a number one, number two type of hefty price tag, nobody's going to pay it. So we know he did relatively get better later on in the season and definitely in the playoffs. He got better. And so, but to teams, that's like the concern. You know, is it that guy that we're getting or is it this guy right here second half that we're getting? <clears throat> and teams have to think that. Teams want to, look, are we, we do we want to pay this type of money for this guy, for left tackle. So you have, you know, a number of teams that need left tackles. He's one of the top free agent tackles out there, if not number one. Teams are going to be buying to try to get this guy. Still the question is, do they want to pay for that amount of money to try to get him? That's, yeah, that, that man, that's good. That, that's a big question. I mean, could you see, obviously, with the winning the Super Bowl and obviously the personal connections he has with the team, Let's say he does, he hits the open market. We didn't work out a long-term deal at that point to, by Monday. Yeah. Hits the open market, he sees like, I'm only getting paid a little bit more than what the Chiefs are offering me. Could you see maybe a reconciliation there? I mean, obviously there's no bad blood between them. I, there was no reports of bad blood, but could you see a reconciliation if like, I don't know, 
example, Houston offers him what 21 a million a year or something like that. And he's like, ah, that's that's the best I'm gonna get. I'd rather just go back and take the whatever Kansas City was offering me, what 19 a year, whatever, whatever, whatever the whatever the rumor thing is. Yeah, I I, I think that that would probably be the play. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, you already done you've been there, went to the Super Bowl, won Super Bowls there. Uh that's a place that you know uh you got Patrick Mahomes, you you you've really kind of got you know, part of a family there, right? All your boys are there. You've been playing with them for the past few years. And so it would make sense to go back there and say, look, instead of going to Houston, which you, you know these guys are not going to make it, they're not going to be there in the, in the Super Bowl, why not go back home? You know, if it's over a couple meal here and there, hey, man, shoot, why not, right? Uh, I think, you know, everybody's got to take an account for them, their own best interests at hand. Uh, he's got to do it what's best for him how he feels about it. Uh, you should always know your worth and always know your value. The, the reality is this. Every year the cap is going up, okay? Every single year. So we know free agency, other guys are going to go in. Somebody's going to break the bank. Somebody's going to get a better contract every single year. Do you go ahead and pay a guy right now, and then later on the road, it's like two or three years from now, you're like, oh, well, you know what? We got a good deal getting this guy for this amount of money, right? Mm -hmm. So that's all these things you have to think about. Well, if you don't, and you sit there and say, well, look, why don't we bring a younger guy in, develop him, some good tackles coming out here in the draft, uh, take a chance and take a risk, but you got a guy back here that's making $45 million, right, a year. Do you want to you put that on this young guy? You know what I mean? Do you really want to put that on a young guy to protect Patrick Mahomes where he hasn't had not one snap in the NFL, and it's always one of those things that he's got to grow to get better he's got he's got to develop i don't care who it is i don't care who you get he's got to learn to get better i don't care if you bring in a a, a willie rofe you know or uh who's another one uh, uh jonathan ogden right i don't care who you bring in it's still gonna take guys some time to develop right mm -hmm. so uh i know you got a hefty price tag behind you that you got to protect mm. do you put it on a young rookie I don't know, man. He's all the questions, man. Just all speculation, but it's all, all good questions. So I, I did want to ask you, so you're one of your former um, players uh, you play with, uh, Mark Bowrichter. He um, he tweeted something about uh, this Orlando Brown situation the other day. Um, mm -hmm. He said, you, you don't have to chip and help a franchise left tackle. And it was right after we, we decided not to tag uh, Orlando Brown. Yeah, you know, I hear people say it all the time. It, to me, that's silly. It, it, to me, uh, you know, I love Mark. And the reality is this. I don't care what left tackle is out there. In the grand scheme of things, you're still going to have help and chip. That's just part of it. You know, yeah, you're going to have some guy that's going to be on an island and he can probably, you know, hold his own. But here's the thing. Even in pass protections, you're still going to ask for a chip and help. That's what it is. That's the reality of it. And here's another thing. And this might not be a popular opinion, but I, I, I'm going to say this. You know, when we start looking at numbers, and I looked at, like, Atlanta Brown Jr., he takes 893 uh, uh, pass block snaps, okay, which is 85 next to the, the top 20 of the of the ones. And if we talk the top the top 10 or top five guys, we're talking about 242 more snaps at pass blocking. 242. So that goes into it. So, you know, more of it, the, the, the chances he's getting, he's going to have more pressures, more hurries, right? Maybe more sacks. He gave up four sacks this year. He gave up four sacks, okay? 
Not only that, unpopular opinion. Without a doubt, Patrick Mahomes drops back further than everybody else. Okay? That's reality. So we're sitting over looking at, 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 you know, dropping back passes. Patrick retreats more than everybody else. You know, so we got to take into account those things too. Because if I'm a speed rusher, I'm going to beat a guy to the point. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm just going to beat him with speed. Now, at the very first of the season, OBJ, his feet were lazy. They were. They were slow. You know, he was clicking the heels. You've seen that? And the thing was, the speed rusher, you have to engage with a guy right now. I'm going to run up the field because I know Pat is sitting back in his, in his, in his what's his name, in his pass drop. We know this. And so it was easier for a pass rusher to get back all the way because the guy's trying to go backwards. You going forward Well, you push a guy back there. I'm giving a little bit more space. So even with that scheme of like how things happen, you know, a guy that's playing left tackle, I don't care who he is, plays in this offense, you're going to have more opportunities for hurries, for pass uh, uh, rushes, pressures than everybody else. That's reality. So we can say this about left tackles don't need a chip and a block. Absolutely they will. I don't care who you put back there. Everybody's going to need some help. Every left tackle – I don't care grand scheme of things. You still got a little chip and help sometimes. Maybe if you didn't even ask for it, that's just part of the part of the deal and pass protection. So, I just you know to me when people make those uh, assessments, playing the position, you know, tight end and tackling block, pass blocking, you know the space, you know what you're actually going against, you know you see these things, and so you know when you're looking at who's coming, you know, as a pass rusher, you know everything coming into order, right? There's times you have to sit there and say, look, man, I got to sit back a little bit further in this pass drop or, you know, in this pass protection. I had to get back there. And so sometimes what that does is it's pushing you past where you want to go comfortably um, in, in your in your drop. So there's a lot there, man. There's a lot there. But I, I know sometimes when people make these assessments, uh, at least for me, somebody who has pass blocked a lot, it's tough, man. It's tough. Uh you know, for a guy, especially doing almost 900 pass <laughs> pass protections in a year, that's tough. That is tough. So when I'm looking at all the other ones on Pro Football Focus and everybody's in 500 and 600 and stuff, I'm like, yeah, that's why. I see why. You know, that that's you know, guys gonna grade up pretty high. You know, shoot. So yeah, that's interesting. So the next closest person was 242 uh, pass. Uh, I, I think 242 was like the top, uh, the top five okay. uh, offensive tackles by Pro Football Focus. I think it was. Wow. I think it was Lane Johnson at 651. He was like wow. he was like the next guy, you yeah. know. And Lane, I forgot what he graded out at. Should I, I don't know. I had to pull it up. But uh, let me see. Oh, he graded out 90. percent Okay. You know, a pass block. Okay. All right, but he only had 651. You know. Mm. So. Yeah, he's doing a great job, but significantly lower amounts of, of pass, you know, pass protection, right? So yeah. all those things you got to take into account, man. You do. So we're talking about, obviously, you, you mentioned there, like you have a guy who's half a, half a billion dollar man behind behind our O-line, right? Um, yeah. So you need you kind of need to pay up for that. But you also don't want to put it in the hands of a, of a, of a rookie. But some of the arguments I've heard for the people who want us to draft a left tackle um, and move on from Orlando Brown was two years ago after that disaster in the Super Bowl, 
We revamped the O-line, but two of those guys on that O-line were rookies, being uh, Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. Obviously, left tackle, a little different, the blindside spot. So you can't really compare center and right guard. Um, Come on, man. You can't compare them. You can't compare. Listen, Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, center and guard, you're going to have somebody on the inside and outside. They're they're on both sides of you. You got help. You have help. So – it's going to be easier for center and go. It's going to be easier. You're not out of space. Left tackle is a heart. That's why I'm telling you, left tackles do not grow on trees. They don't. Okay. That job out there, left tackle on an island, is significantly tougher. Okay. Than playing somewhere in space on in, on in inside O line. Now, a lot of O linemen may say, oh, well, mate, shoot. I tell you what, we pass it like we passing, absolutely tougher. And I, I, I would, I would be against anybody who says it's not. Dad, do you out your mind if you believe it's not? Now, if you are going against a guy named like Aaron Donald, right, or Chris Jones, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough one for you, okay. But at least you know, with center and guard, you can get your hands on guys right now. I'd rather get my hands on a guy immediately than give guys some space. You know what I'm saying? I'm retreating, and the guy's going forward, right? So I almost got to catch a guy, you know, give power while I'm pushing back to hit a guy. That's difficult, man. That is absolutely difficult. And so when people say, hey, I'm just like, man, you, 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 you haven't, I don't think you, you, you quite get it. I don't quite think you understand the difficulty of uh, what you're asking, asking for out there, right? So that's why when you're sitting there, you're talking about some of these guys, like and when I'm talking about top tackles, you know, of all time, man, yeah, I mean, you've got to realize how hard a job that is, especially now. Shoot, you talk, you thinking about 900? You know, pat pass blocks in a year. Wow, shoot! And and that also shows you when we we talk about like some of the best tackles. You can only really think of like five or six. It's, it's tough to find a franchise left tackle. I mean, th- think about it. You, you, well, I mean, we, we we might have aged ourselves a little bit by saying Willie Rofe and Jonathan Ogden, but like if you think about it, like Trent uh, Trent uh, Smith, and then like. I mean, that, that's you, you go back to Willie Rope, Jonathan Ogden, Orlando Pace. That's pretty much those are like when I st- when it stands out, Walter Jones is another one. But like, well, yeah. Well, I think of left tackles, I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, it. And, and then you, and then you got to, that's, I think people just need to kind of get out of their heads. It's like, oh, well, you only pay a guy like Prince or um, uh, Trent Williams. Not Trent, I could keep saying. Yeah, yeah. Trent Williams, you pay him that much money. But like, nobody else gets paid. I mean, you can't, it's apples and oranges. You can't compare. Like you said, the guy who's playing almost a thousand passing snaps to a guy who's playing—I mean, I don't know how many um, Trent Williams had, but I mean, you can't really compare the two. I tell you how many Trent Williams had. I tell you exactly how many Trent had. Trent Williams had five hundred fifty-five, like almost half. Yes, <laughs> well, five fifty-five and, and eight ninety eight ninety-two. I think it was eight ninety-three. So that's—I mean, come on, man, right? That I mean, and so we got to We got to like, like. Look at the evidence, right? Like all of it. That's what I'm talking about. Like the evidence of like the same thing, like not just the numbers, but also too, like Patrick dropping back further than everybody else. Like, hello, right? You're asking a guy to do a lot. You're asking a left tackle to do a lot. And so it's the same thing. If I'm a defensive end, I tell you defensive end, see a a rookie come in and left tackle, you know, a guy's dropping back uh, far like Patrick, I guarantee they think about eating his lunch. I promise you, every defensive end is sitting there thinking, like, is a speed rusher? I'm going to back and get this guy. There's no way this guy is learning that right now. So 
there's been some, I mean, Tony Basella, look, there's been some great tackles, some incredible tackles, right? But you could name them. <laughs> you, are, you could name the top tackles. Yeah. You know? And there's a reason. Because that's why they get paid the big bucks. Why they get paid the big bucks? Because they have one of the toughest jobs. Yeah. That's why, right? Quarterbacks, they get paid because they have one of the toughest jobs. Corners going to get paid because they got one of the toughest jobs. Tight ends are not getting paid, but they got one of the toughest jobs. I had to just say that because, it's you know, that's, that's my job. <laughs> what well, is it for real? Hey, Travis Kelsey, I'm going to say that. Travis should be up there about 20, 20, at least 20-something mil a year, at least, every bit of it. So, Hey, now he wants the team to, to, to fill up other positions. He, 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 he wants it, the clinic. <laughs> hey, hey, all, hey, I'm all for it too, man. I, and I, hey, I, I commend the man for that because that is uh, a man of character, all those things. But also, too, the man needs to be paid what he's worth. 100%. Period. Okay. So, especially what he's been doing. Did we talk about productivity? What he's been given? Top wide receiver? Come on, man. Paid off production. How about that? Mm-hmm. Do that. All this fair market. And that's what happens. If fair market value, we start looking at things, you start looking at production. And so teams, that's why teams are sitting there saying, do, do we pay a guy off this production? But yeah, you got to quantify. Is it going to be doing 900, you know, pass protections? Mm-hmm. Right? So a big name that everyone keeps talking about as far as possibly trading uh, for is uh, Laramie Tunsil. Now, where where is he? I, I haven't really looked at his PFF grades, but that's a name that people keep talking about potentially trading for um, to be our future yeah. left tackle. Thompson's up at, at number eleven. That's where they got him. Okay, number eleven. So he's got ninety one in the rating uh, and pass protection, sixty six in run blocking. Uh, so he has six seventy six in pass protection, right? So okay. we still so we still talking. That's still two hundred something less than. Uh, What's then? And OBJ is doing yeah, okay, yeah. two hundred something less, about two twenty, something like that. And Patrick Mahomes is dropping back here. Larry Tunsil is a hell of a, le- a, a left tackle. Okay, he is. So, like I said, me, he's all things people got to you, you got to figure out. But I, I, I just some, sometimes when when we use his arguments, I think you got to do the entire scope of what the argument is. Right, you got to mm-hmm. take everything in consideration. And I think everybody makes a point and all. Oh, yeah, pro football shows that he's the eighth best this and that. Okay, well, are they are they quantifying how deep Patrick sits back? Are they quantifying everything that's in there? I don't think they do, and it's going to be hard to do that, mm-hmm. right? So you got to you got to you got to trust, you know, at least what you're seeing and making these arguments. I know OBJ is making those arguments about how many pass blocks he's doing every single you know every single year. In this offense, the dropbacks, that's what is the, the job is the agents. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs are certainly saying, hey, you should be performing better. If you want this type of money, we need a better performance. We shouldn't be looking at your feet, click, and all these different things. So that's 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 all the, the arguments, man. There's always going to be this. The question is, we'll wait till Monday, see what goes on. Uh, am I on the boat of saying, should we pay OBJ? If, if it's for the right price. For the right price, okay. I don't know if you should get top one or two money. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if you should do that. Okay, that's what he's asking for. It's up to Chiefs to make that decision. You know, do do we go for a younger guy? I don't know if we do. There's some good young guys out there. Some names already threw out there that I think that we you know we could look at and try to develop. But believe me, it's going to be it is going to be a development. Believe that. Trust me on this one. Okay. So, uh, it's a lot there. So, 
obviously you kind of answered this already, but you'd rather pay for a left tackle and then draft your right tackle. But use one of our top three round picks for a right tackle. Hopefully, hopefully top two. I mean, I've seen some mock drafts that I have is going for right tackle your first or second round. Rather wow. than go sign a right tackle uh, and then um, draft a rookie left tackle. Well, actually, the, what I'm saying is if we draft somebody, I think if we're going to draft anybody, you draft a left tackle and you get a guy that you know is one of the top ones, right, who's athletic and do these things, okay, uh, to play that position. That That's what you're going to have to take your chance on. Right tackle? We got plenty of those in the building. True. Oh, we don't need to go draft a, a right tackle. We, we got enough guys on the, to go play right if we need to. Seriously, that's the way I look at it. As far as like, man, uh, uh, the Canard, you know, we got uh, uh, Prince. Uh, Prince, you know, we got uh, my man. Uh, Yang. Yang. I mean, come on. We, we got right tackles. There's people in the building for that. I don't I don't worry about that. It's, it's left tackle. That's, that's what we concentrating on. Left tackle. That's the guy that we need to get. So everything else, I'm cool with. Uh, so Tampa Bay released uh, Donovan Smith, their left tackle this week. Um, some fans are high on that. Some fans are not high on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of mixed bag. I, I think I've seen mostly not high on. Uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh, you said at one little mean that the Shannon does, and you sit there like, no, nope. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, nothing against him. I just look in this offense. Hey man, I I think he might be better suited somewhere else. So mm. uh, I don't know what he's asking for. The thing is, here's here's reality. Can you find somebody in free agency that's not going to break the bank? Okay, that could still do the job. That you that you are confident that he's going to be able to do what you're asking him to do. That's what it boils down to. Is he going to be able to protect PM15? That's what it boils down to. And if he's not, and you still got to help chip a left tackle, <laughs> help chip a guy, then you have to gotta help him, right? Mm. But it's gonna be for a significant low amount of money. We're gonna do that, right? That's how I look at it. So hey man, hey, left tackle is hey. Pass blocking 900 snaps. We got that amount of hey, he gonna need some help. I don't care who it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other guy to uh, to, he tweeted out Titans cut him last week. Taylor Luan, uh, he tweeted out today just uh, he put at Chiefs, put the eyes emoji. So he's trying to sell himself to Kansas City. I mean, I, look, I, I, I like Taylor, man. I, I, I think he's a, I think he's a dog out there, left tackle. He's, he's been he's been hurt. That's his problem. The injury bug's been hitting him. And so that's not where you want to be as a left tackle, uh, you know, coming in to, to protect PM15. And I told you, this, this is what it's all about. Like, is this what you – hey, it ain't about coming in and being a, a pass uh, – or a run blocker. This pass blocking because that's what the Chiefs do. Now, will it change a little bit with Pacheco? Sure. There's going to be a little bit more uh, runs, but – Pass protection is going to be your thing. Going to have to be a great pass protector, and then a good run blocker. We we need we need both. We need both. And I'm saying that OBJ has he's done uh, a significant job here. Okay, I'm not going to discount the man at all. Right, we just got to say it for what it is. I think we have a solid, a good left tackle in him. I do. Question is, what do you want paid? Okay, and these other guys out here are they going to take less money to try to do that? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'd, we'll see. 
Yeah. It's going to be interesting uh, when we have a couple of days till Monday before we're the only team to, to get that deal done. And I think based on if we're doing this, playing this game, I think we kind of want him to see what the market is like they're out there. I think we've done our due diligence and you never know teams, the smoke screen aspect of stuff. We'll get into the smoke screen in a second, but um, I, I think Veach is very, one of those guys, very calculated guy. And I think GMs need to be kind of calculated. So I think he's done his due diligence. And I think he knows there's a market out there. Isn't as strong as Orlando Brown thinks it is. And he's betting that he won't get the money that he wants. And he want to come back home to Kansas city. That's right. Uh, you know, teams are going to be looking at him. You know, but like you said, I, I I don't know if they're willing to pay that type of money. Yeah. Well, we'll see that that uh that story is to be continued. Okay, so talking about potentially losing guys, uh, that continued a little bit uh, this week. It's been kind of a common theme with the reports and everything coming on. But uh, as we talked about last week, and as Dostradamus uh properly called, if the numbers weren't going to be correct on both sides for the Chiefs, then it was going to be deuces for Frank Clark, and that's what happened. Frank Clark was released this week, uh, <laughs> uh, saving us around $21 million uh, by releasing him. Um, obviously, it, it, from the reports, said both sides were nowhere near uh, in the same uh, stratosphere as far as what they uh, what the Chiefs wanted him to take uh, uh, next year. Um, so, uh, J.D. called that. And then another report, ESPN's uh, Jeremy Fowler reported that uh, the team is bracing to lose McCole Hardman, uh, who only played eight games last year with that abdominal injury. And uh, safety Juan Thornhill, uh, both are believed to have heavy interest in the open market. Um, so my question to you, JD, is with the loss of three, these potential loss of these three guys, how impactful do you think this will be for our team um, this upcoming season? Uh, you know what, man? Uh, you're talking about three guys that have been here uh, that have, you know, pretty much the Juan and, uh, and, and Harmon, kind of growing up at Kansas City, cutting their teeth here. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for seeing a guy like that go. And for somebody that left his original team and they drafted him going somewhere else, you know, it could be bittersweet. It could be like, hey, you know what? Hey, this is just a business thing of it. Uh, it might be really tough. Maybe really tough for them. But also, too, because of uh, – I'll say this. Because of the success that the Chiefs have had, and they've been a part of that success, no doubt about it. They've been an integral part in what we do uh, on the field. Uh, they might be able to shop around and get some, some really good money for what they're for their services. Uh, so that's that's good for them. That's good. Um, but I think you know, as far as like with the, with the Chiefs, it's like you know maybe moving in different directions. And so some of the things like with Kadarius Tony coming in, young guys playing a secondary, cooking those guys at safety. Uh, they they felt like it was. Uh, they 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 was in a good space to kind of you know see those guys kind of walk out the door, uh, you know at least with the reports of saying so. So, uh, man, hats off to each and every one of them, man. I, I just want to say uh, that you know McCole and Juan doing an incredible job they have, uh, and I hope they get everything they're asking for in free agency. Frank, now Frank, now talking about him. Frank has been a guy that's been visible uh high motor guy uh when i'm talking about a locker room presence uh media sensation he gives all of that to kansas city and so uh that part of his contribution is going to be missed it is i mean it's just the reality of it 
Now, he may come back on the back end. I, I don't know how things may happen later on. We, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, but right now, I said it. I, I just I knew when 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 Brett Beach said that they had a a, a a point in mind what they wanted, and Frank and them had a point in mind that they wanted too. And then they come into negotiations, and they were far apart. They dismissed each other, right? Oh well, I'm sorry. So cans, man, we love you, but you know this ain't gonna work. We don't have it for you. We're not willing to sign you for that amount of money. Uh, but you know, Frank, man, for everything that you've gone to the Chiefs and what you've done. Um, you know, what needs to be uh, uh, celebrated, talked about. And so, like I said, man, hats off to it. I mean, you know, Frank, man, he, he, he brought, he brought, he brought him, he brought what he could bring to the chiefs. And I know it was a lot of disappointments as far as like his production, uh, but made a statement here, made a statement. So this is the NFL, man. It's a business, pure and simple. It's a business. And so it happens every single year. You're going to see guys leave. We've seen Cheetah and, and, and Tyron Math and the Honey Badger, which we didn't think, gone. So that's the NFL. Not for long. Maybe not for long with that team. Maybe going somewhere else and take your talents elsewhere. So uh, nothing but the best for those guys. Nothing but the best for them. Yeah, though you kind of touched on it, but the, the big thing that a lot of people said with Frank Clark being a leader in the locker room, that's going to be one thing that's missed. He was kind of that, that big voice uh, in, the, in the locker room on the defensive side. Um, so that's going to be missed big time. Um, but last week, it just it strikes me as that, because we, we talked about it, calling a GM speak uh, last week about hearing Brett Veach talk and having you translate that, and you were spot on with it. Had, I mean, and, and when, when the report came out of, of what happened, the Chiefs had a number in mind and they just weren't, Close on. I mean, I I can imagine in the conversation, you know, Frank, you know, he did it. He took a pay cut last year, you know, to stay with the team, and you know, to you know, to come back, and he wasn't going to do that two years in a row. We we kind of said that was going to happen. How did you? I mean, we call it Dusty Domus as a, as a joke, as you 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 know, calling the future, and you did on this one, hundred percent. Um, how did how did you know that was like that was going to happen the way it did happen? Uh, because I've been in uh, enough of those meetings and uh, negotiations to know exactly what that speak <laughs> means. I know, I know exactly. I've been a part of those things. Uh, so I know the situations through and through. And just over the years of just, you know, negotiating my contracts, or at least my guys negotiating contracts, and what's being said and what's being said to the media, what's being said to you, you know, they, everybody kind of, they besides you a little bit with all the good things they want to say. And then also when it comes to the money talk, Oh well, you know we we can't quite do this. We can't quite do it. It's like okay, it's got to stand up and shake hands and then move on, you know. And so that's what it is. Everybody's playing that you know playing their position until it comes down to the nitty gritty. And so when you get into those talks, it's just what it is. And so you just got to can't be personal, right? You could have done everything. You could have sawed off your leg to be on the team, and you know they they appreciate it. But you know what? Hey, they always trying to replace you. They try to do it for less money. And so to them, they're not going to get emotionally invested into something like that when they know it's just all business. Because it happens every year. Guys come in, guys go out, uh, guys leave, you know, guys retire. So I've known enough of that. I've seen enough of it. I've been a part of that enough of it uh, to know exactly what that means. And it was the pageant answer, right? It's the media answer that, you know, supposed to give. And, hey, I'm not telling my hand. I'm just going to give you the old, hey, yeah, we're going to give it a good go. See how it's going to go, right? Behind closed doors, the Sharks and them, they're going at it. 
hey, I mean, this, you know, you talking about a dog biting you? Oh, there's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot of dog fights and bites and it going on in those meetings. I'm telling you. So uh, that's why. That's why I know that. Just for the simple fact, man, you just you look past the words. Look past the words. You know how negotiation is, man. It's cutthroat in the NFL. Yeah, I bet there's a lot, I bet there's a lot of dogs in the in those in those meetings. Um, oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> look, and uh, you better have a big dog to fight with you. It's on your squad. You know, he can't be no little dog coming up here, man, talking about that. I, 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 I. No, you better have a wolf coming in talking about you know the things you need to do. Mm. That's why like people talk about uh uh Lamar Jackson just kind of going off his point and his mom being his agent, a part agent. Well, she does part of it. But if you want somebody fighting for you. Can you think of a better person than your mom to talk about how good their son is? That's true. <laughs> true. Yeah, that, that's the point. Everyone says that. Well, his mom's a problem. It's like, well, we're talking about someone advocating for you. I think, uh, I think, I think, mom being your, uh, our biggest fans. I mean, I think that's a pretty good person to do that. Moms, brothers, sisters. I'm gonna have family first negotiate for me. They gonna, <laughs> they gonna be in my best interest, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, people, oh, of course, like, how every, look how it's working out now and stuff like that. So I just think, you know, how everything's happening out there with Lamar, man, is, 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 as <laughs> the business, it's crazy yeah. business, ruthless. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but that's the reason why we call you Dunster Damas. So, uh, so everyone, everyone gets that right. That's why we call it JD Dunster Damas. Um, and I, I don't know if you, you saw the Dunster Damas photo I sent over to you. <laughs> I did. Loved it. <laughs> Love it. So let's talk about McColl and um and Juan Thornhill. So Juan Thornhill's gone on Twitter pretty much hinting that he wasn't coming back. Uh, and also one more thing about Frank Clark. We classy by the organization. Obviously, Brett, it was Frank Clark was Brett Feach's first big time acquisition. He did that. Then a couple years later did the Orlando Brown trade, but that was his first big time trade. Um, so like, you know, brought two came here, got two Super Bowls, was a part of some of the best runs we've seen um in hopefully continues. But yeah. the, the the Twitter page they they released the whole video thanking Frank. Uh, it was really nice. It also let the hand to me that I don't think he's coming back. Um, even I know some people I know some people want him to come back, and I do. I, I wouldn't mind coming back on a, on a nice short term deal. Uh, but when you when you when you haven't thank you videos being tweeted <laughs> out, I think it's I think it's goodbye for real. <laughs> he said sealed up. They do the video, you know, then like as you get with the cap in the air, you know, just kind of you know. <laughs> Well, because the three videos they, they put out in the last two days was uh, EB, he's gone. He's, a, yeah. he's OC in Washington. Uh, Chad Henney retired. They did a video for him. And then Frank Clark, he didn't retire, but he just, he, he's gone. And I don't yeah. think he's coming back. Uh, <laughs> I didn't retract the video. Hey, he's back. He, he showed it like he's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. I, you know, yeah, I I, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, you do the, uh, yeah, the goodbye video. You know, see you later. Uh, yeah, it might be a, it might seal the deal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the girlfriend giving you all your clothes back. It's like, eh, we got we still got a shot, do we? Uh, probably not. I mean, this is it. Like, she's giving you all your clothes back. That means you ain't going back to their place ever again. It's probably time's up. Right. Yeah. Cross course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you gotta but, do something really good to get that <laughs> get back in that position. Yes, sir. <laughs> um. So Juan Thornhill, he's kind of hinted at that the next two weeks are gonna be very interesting. Um, I, all reports are indicating that he's the number two safety that everyone's going out uh, right now. Jesse Bates being the number one guy, they think yeah. if they if they can't really match Jesse Bates's price, Wathorn will be the, the the next number two guy to go. So good for him; he's going to get paid. Absolutely. Nicole Hardman, 
you know, obviously he missed a lot of games this year. Um, and they're saying he's probably gonna get paid somewhere around 10 to 15, somewhere in the, in the juju range. So it's obviously we're choosing to go in the, the juju range based on the other reports that we've seen. But are you, are you shocked at all that we're not retaining Nicole Harbin? No, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all. Um, you know, and the injury lingering like it did. Uh, but I think they went out and got a guy that, that can do what McCall Harmon can do in Kadarius Tony. And so when you sit there and you look at a guy that's got the same body type, got the same speed and different things, you start looking like, okay, all right, I see what's going on. I see what's going on here. Okay, white writing's on the wall. All right, everybody's looking at you different. Uh, you know, everybody ain't patting you on the back like they used to. And he's a new guy. He's like, hey, what's up? You know, Kadarius, how you doing? Because like, yeah, it used to be me. Mm-hmm. Doing that, Eddie Kane Jr. How does it feel to be me from the five heartbeats? Have you ever seen that five heartbeats? I don't think so. Oh man, that's beautiful. I had to send you that that piece. Ready, keep it. <laughs> but that's that's kind of what it, that's what it's like. That's uh. So when you when you got a guy that got the same skill set that you can do, then you know, hey man, you know we don't have to pay this guy that much money, right? Still on his, his rookie contract. And so we're going to deal with that accordingly. And like I said, this is a business. It is a business. Nothing personal. This is a business. And so they're going to take their chances on uh, uh, KT. Yeah. And, and KT, and we're, we're going to get to him in a second, the way the Chiefs see him long view, but I don't know if it's smokescreen or not, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, I mean, KT, you know, can do a lot of things Harbin uh, uh, does, but also he's got more. He's got more of that receiver kind of ball skills that he's kind of shown at least over the, oh, yeah. in, the in the small sample size we've seen uh, with him. Um, and some I've seen some people that said, you know, I'm not trying to knock on Michael Harbin, but I've seen some people say that we never really gave him a chance. Mm, kind of, I mean, yeah, gave him, the, gave him a chance to be the guy. Um, and it's like, really, oh. that's. When when Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were getting doubled, um, I think he had a shot to be the guy. When Sammy Watkins was gone, I think he had a chance to 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 step up. Um, two years ago, that's all we on our show. It's all we kept talking about. When me, you, and E always talk about who's going to step up. Can D. Rob step up? Can Pringle step up? Is Harmon going to step up? I and mean, we talked about it every week who's going to step up, and we just really weren't seeing that. Um, and a lot of people said, "Oh, Pat was only locking eyes on Kelsey or Hill," but I mean. Uh, Pat gonna throw who's open, and and I think he had ample opportunity uh, to show what he can do. And he man, look, guy's talented. Yeah. He, and he he got better with the ball skills, like in that stretch uh, that he was man catching balls. Man, he was he was fire. He was absolute fire. I think this year he was supposed to be the guy. I think he was the one. Like, okay, this is the year. You ain't got Tyreek. You ain't worried about him holding you back. You are going to be the guy. You could be the one to step up, show everybody what you can do. Excuse me. And they end up, he got hurt. Yeah. So injury, man, it, you know, sucks. But, man, that's the business. So, you know, hey, it's like, hey, uh, you know, potentially what we're looking at, we got this guy here. He We've seen him make plays too. So do we want to contend with this guy or a guy that, you know, has been here for a couple of years that have had chances and opportunity to do things? Mm-hmm. Uh but that's why he's going out. He's going to get money. He's shown what he can do. He's shown that he's a capable receiver, a capable uh, playmaker in the NFL. That's why this free agency he goes out. He's going to get. He's going to get paid. He's going to get money. 
He's going to get money. Somebody's going to get his services. Believe that. They're going to get a very good player in McCole Harmon. Okay? So let me just make that point and be clear about that. They're going to get a good player in McCole Harmon. Period. So. Yeah. And, and one thing, um, and, and he's going to get paid a lot of money, and he, and he, and he deserves it. Um, and uh, it was it was cool to see that he was going to be one of the top guys in his free agency class for receiver. It's like, okay, well, that's great. He's going to go, he's gonna go get his. Right. Um, but one thing I've seen is, you know, McCall has played kind of this, while we talk about people say he didn't really get it shot to shine, he played kind of more of that gadget type guy, you know, the the, the, the jet motion, you know, kind of that little flip pass to him and stuff. And that's like he scored two touchdowns in that San Francisco game during the season um, uh, off that alone. And that's kind of what, I mean, that's kind of what his, his role is or has been. Um, and I think, and just to talk about the, 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 the kind of the, the, the big picture view of it, we can get a guy who can do that. Who's who's not going to get paid ten million plus to do that? And and one uh, the guy we actually have it. I didn't even realize we we signed him at the end of the season. One of our future contracts that, that we signed was uh, John Ross, former first round pick from Washington, who I believe ran the. It still has the fastest forty yard dash um, by a receiver in the at the combine, yeah. um, and he's on our team now. And that's that's a guy who's kind of built for that gadget. Well, now I'm not I'm not saying he's going to make the team, but like right. we have we have we have Harmon. Watson uh, and Juju all free agents. That's three guys we keep talking about we need to fill, right? So yeah. like John Ross is in this is in the perfect place to be right now. Um, maybe he can resurrect his career and turn into something. Who knows? But I mean, that's a guy who could fill that gadget type role, right? Yeah, but you know, Kadarius is here. I mean, John Ross is another guy. I mean, he's he's, he's his career's been up and down, right? It's been up and down. Um uh, I I think we got enough gadget guys. I think we do. I think we need number one wide receiver. That's what we need. That's what we should be looking at. And so that's that's what we should be addressing in our role right now. We we got guys. Sky Moore can do particular things, right? Darius Tony can do particular things. Does John Ross make the 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 roster like you said? We don't know. Could he? With our offense, what we do, how we you know how we do things to get guys open, he could definitely fit here. But I think, without a doubt, the Chiefs, to take some of the pressure off Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, I think the Chiefs need to go get them a number one wide receiver. Do we have one? That's the question. That answer is yes or no. Do we have a number one wide receiver? Well, that leads us perfect perfect segue into our final topic, J.D. Okay. All right. I like that. <laughs> so, um, with our final topic tonight, uh, that, you know, it's off season, also called smokescreen season. Um, and I, uh, our late great friend, uh, Therese Paler, always talked about how off season is a season built up of lies. Never believe what you hear. Um, and uh, there have been multiple reports this week, conflicting reports this week. Um, but there are multiple reports of us being interested in a number one receiver. Allen Robinson, uh, who the Rams are allowing him to seek a trade and they will pay some of his contract off. That's how, that's how much they want to. The, the, the two sides want to end that uh, relationship they had, short-lived relationship. DeAndre Hopkins, who we've talked about on this show, um, we're still a name to watch in that whole situation. And he said today he's not seeking a new contract. He said he'll play out the two years uh, on average 17 mil a year for the next two years. Um, and then Alan Lazard, who is a free agent, um, another Packer who MVS is trying to recruit. I feel like MVS is trying to recruit all the Packers guys to uh, prove to Rodgers that you you can actually win with those those weapons. Because I know Rodgers was saying for a while he couldn't win with the weapons he had. Um, but, however, a report did come out yesterday from NFL Network's James Palmer that said, quote, 
The thought in Kansas City right now is Patrick Mahomes is expected to be throwing to the same core group of guys that he ended the season with. Travis Kelsey, Kadarius Toney, who the Chiefs believe will be their number one receiver in 2023. MVS and the plan is to bring Juju back and obviously Sky Moore. So, J.D., what do you think about these conflicting reports about us looking into wide receivers around the league or the notion that we'll keep the same group of guys that we have in right now, including the fact that Kadarius Tony is seen as a number one receiver? <laughs> wow, there's a lot there. Yep. Uh, so, the three guys, okay, and, and we know how these rumors, right, smoke screens, and we don't know who's putting the rumors out. Hey, leak this, say that, and, you know, you say it, Allen Robinson, D-Hop, Allen Lazard. Okay, if we're sitting there saying, and you better get that guaranteed that B Hop is sitting there saying, I'll pay the two years on the 17. To me, it makes sense to go get D Hop, right? I, 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 to me, without a doubt, what I'm telling you, a guy with a catch radius that is out of this world, okay, can do every little route that's ran, unorthodox and catching the football and doing those things. D Hop is a number one receiver, he's a number one receiver. And all those guys that we named, D-Hop is the number one receiver out of those three. Allen Robinson has kind of been rocky. He's been up and down a little bit. He's a question. He's the number one. Yeah, in Chicago, he did a great job. I think we, he was in uh, Jacksonville too, right? Yeah, uh, Jacksonville's where he was drafted, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, so, you know, I know somebody who's – that name jumps off the page to me. That's D-Hop. That's true. Everybody else's name? Juju had a great year. He had a great year with us, uh, and it makes sense for him to come back. It makes sense to want to come play here. Why not? I think he found a home. It's a great fit for him. Uh, if you're able to sign Juju for an amount of money, cool. I don't care if D-Hop don't catch 100 and something balls a year, okay? The, cat, the balls he's going to catch is going to be significant balls. He's going to get in the end zone. He's going to make people miss. He's going to do some things out there that's going to be like, Wow. That's D-Hop. This is the guy that we want. If we can get D-Hop for two years, for two, come on, man. For 17 million, man, jump all over it. Better be all over it. So this is me. If I'm the GM, this is Jason Dunn's team. This is Jason Dunn's pick. Everybody don't have to, look, you don't have, you don't have to agree with me all you want to. People can say he's wise. People want to, you know, use that. Oh, he's wise. Man, D-Hop is a, a significantly Better player than a lot of guys in the league, period. And the thing is, he's had certain guys throw to him that have been great. Uh, Patrick, they ain't been Patrick Mahomes. He had great quarterbacks. You get a, a great quarterback like Patrick Mahomes get the ball to you. D Hop is gonna man. He is gonna be exceptional, exceptional here. Takes the pressure off Patrick Mahomes. Takes the pressure off Travis Kelsey. Kadarius Tony can be that guy that could be the second receiver, however, like fitting in. But with D Hop, Kadarius Tony, uh, MVS, Sky Moore, come on, man. Look at that. Look at that. Look, just look at that right there. How are you covering that? What are you going to do? That's why I look at it. Ooh, how are you, how you going to stop that offense? Travis Kelsey? How are you going to stop that? Oh. Isaiah Pacheco? Jared McKinnon? Woo! Hey, man, sign me up. I want to see that. I'm, I Sign me up to come to the games. I'll be there. Uh, so there's a, there's a certain uh, uh, radio personality in Kansas City who's been going on the airwaves uh, saying that DeAndre Hopkins is pretty much somewhat washed. He's not a top 10 receiver anymore. Um, and 
Uh, Carrington, Carrington Harrison from uh, The Drive was saying uh, that he doesn't see DeAndre Hopkins as a top 10 receiver. And I think that's just malarkey. Carrington said that? Yeah. Was he being serious? He's uh, a sarcasm. Oh, no, no, no. His his whole shtick has been anti-DeAndre Hopkins to Kansas City. I, and it, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's bought into this whole well, we won this year without having a number one receiver. We spread the ball around. That was and we won it this year. But my thing to them, I retort to that, and I want to ask you this. I don't want to be in a situation again where we have to be in the AFC championship game and we have to rely on guys like Marcus Kemp. It's amazing that it happened, and it's amazing that he stepped up in one of the biggest spots, and he'll probably remember this for the rest of his career. Yeah. But that shouldn't be the norm. We kind of want to make life easier for our half a billion dollar quarterback, not make it harder for him to throw one-legged passes, you know, on the one ankle the guys just throw to Marcus Kemp. I mean, it's already hard enough playing on one ankle. You got to throw to a, a practice squad receiver in the, in the biggest moment of, of, of the year? Come on, man. Yeah, like what – man, it, I know the level of difficulty. Uh, maybe that's what it is. They just want to see Patrick do even more outstanding things. Maybe it's just what it is. Solidify his legacy. They just wanted to do even – more the uh, the triple half gainers twist and you know make it you know the level of difficulty so so out of the world that it just it's impossible. He's gonna do that, but sometimes you just want to make it easy. Give him give him a target he can throw to that makes his job easier, right? Look, Travis Kelsey's playing at a high level. Okay, he's getting hit, he's getting up there in age. Make it easy for Kelsey. Kelsey, look where he don't have to get double or triple team and hit all the time. Get another guy here that's gonna be able to. You know, perform, right? And and so, oh man. Well, I mean, that's that's where he is, and, and that's his opinion. That's his opinion. Right? He's going to be on that train. That's fine. I'm on the train. The D Hop is another still stellar wide receiver. If I'm just lining them up, top ten wide receivers that I'm taking, D Hop is going to be in my top ten every single pick. Every single pick. I'm I'm, t- I'm just telling you. Uh, you know, we, we know there's guys out there, right? I mean, there's some talented wide receivers, top 10, but ain't no way D-Hop's out of mind. Shoot, ain't no way. So I, I, I get, you know, make the argument all you want to. Juju is a fabulous wide receiver. Now, I'm not, it's not no Juju hate. Juju is absolutely incredible. I think he, he, he fits here. We know that. I, I, like I said, it makes sense for him wanting to be here. This is one makes sense for us wanting to have Juju here. Uh, but Diop is just, I think, it's, it's not close. Juju and Diop, right? You know what I'm saying? He's at some point, like when I'm talking about consistency, Diop, come on, man, stop playing. And we're talking about if he, you know, he says he wants to, he'll play out the rest of his contract about 17 million a year. Juju wants about they estimate anywhere from about 14 to 15 million a year. So we're talking about two, a matter of two million dollars for that level of talent, and that's. Juju's good, but it's a big drop-off. Like you said, it's a big drop from Hopkins to Juju. Yeah, man. I I also want to throw some numbers at you, J.D. So we we talked about DeAndre Hopkins. Everyone talks about injury history. Yeah, last few years he's been dinged up. This year he missed – he only played nine games, but he had a six-game suspension because of PEDs. Uh, So he played nine games, right? So you take a guy in nine games, you know. uh, He has 64 catches, 717 yards, three touchdowns. Now that would have been second on our team of receivers. Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna write this down. You said nine games. Nine games. Okay. Sixty-four catches. Sixty-four catches. Seven hundred and seventeen yards. Seventeen. Uh, seven hundred and seventeen. 
717 yards. Three touchdowns. Three tubs. Okay. I got you. And now okay. I'm going to go to I'm going to go to our receiving core here. Okay. I'll go with our, our high guys. So 16 games. Juju played 16 games last year, had 78 catches. 78 catches. 933 yards, three touchdowns. Okay. MVS. That's 16 games. That's 16 games. 16 games, yeah. So seven more games than D Hop. Okay. Uh MVS, 17 games. 17. Okay. 42 catches. 42 catches. 687 yards. 600 how much? 687. 87. Okay. Two touchdowns. Two tubs. And I, I, I want to go to uh, the, the other guys we had. They, yeah. They're significantly far away. But So, I'm, I, if my math's correct, okay, I'm looking at this. Okay, I'm looking at the math. All right? I'm looking at the math here. So, nine games, 64 catches, 717 yards, three, t- three touchdowns. Juju, 16 games, 78 catches, 933 yards, three touchdowns. MVS, 17 games, 42 catches, 687 yards, uh, two tubs, right? Yep. I mean, if I'm, if I'm just looking at this, I'm not even putting no name on it. Let's not even put a name. I'm just kind of – let's just look at the production, Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, didn't uh, didn't uh, what's the name it? Uh, uh, D Hop didn't yeah, have. Yeah, uh, he, he had Colt McCoy for like half those games. Who? Colt McCoy. <laughs> yeah. Not PM fifteen. Not not Patrick Mahomes. Not Patrick Mahomes. Well, shoot, man! Come on, man. <laughs> Cut this out. We need, we need to cut this out right here. Seriously, let's have, let's have a serious conversation, okay? D Hop would love to come here. We would love to have him. This sixty-four catches in sixteen in games. games in nine games. Nine games. Come on, man. What are we What are we doing here? We have, are we having a serious conversation? Look, yeah. you can hit on D Hop all you want to. I get it. I, I look. I'm I'm one that I I love core guys. I love consistency of guys being on teams. But we seen this past year, Patrick got three what four different new receivers. Four, MVS, uh, Juju, uh, Sky Moore, Tony, uh, Gadaris, Tony, Watson. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, he can play with anybody. You get a guy like that here, D Hop. Come on. Like we we seriously like like if 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 you don't like D Hop and you feel like he's wise, I get it. These numbers don't say that. I don't. That's not what the numbers say, Marcus. Nine games, sixty-four catches, seven to seventeen yards, three tubs. That, does that look like wise to you? I'm, I'm just. Yeah, and, and also the same uh, radio clip that I saw. He also said that he doesn't. He thinks that uh, D Hop would get about eight hundred yards, eight hundred or nine hundred yards. He wouldn't get any more. He wouldn't get a thousand yards essentially in in Kansas City. Oh man, yeah. Look, Pat. 
having another security blanket because you have a you have a legit number one. You're yeah. giving Pat a legit number one guy, right? These other guys are that's what everybody was talking about. Does he have a number one receiver? That's what they was asking all this past year. Does he have a number one receiver? He he did a lot with little, if you want, if you will, right? I'm not I'm not discounting MBS and Juju and all those, I'm not discounting those guys. I'm just saying. It would help him out significantly more having a D hop here, a number one without legit wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers that we've seen in the last six, seven, eight years. Okay. Seriously. For two years, risky we'll just do it for two. Get it for two. If that, if that's it, that's gonna cost you two then. Let it be it. Yeah. But I'm I'm I think D Hop has something still in the tank. This right here shows me he does. That's what the numbers say. Mm-hmm. Not just me saying it. Proof is in the pudding. And I believe his first game back was on that Thursday night game against um, the Saints. And I I believe he had 14 catches and 100, 120 yards in that game, that first game back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get we'll, we'll spread the ball around. That's what the offense does. Mm-hmm. Spread the ball around. Okay. Uh, his talent won't be wasted here. Uh, legit number one. Everybody else around him just opens up the offense even more significantly. How do you even start that? You know, you got Pacheco and Jet and those guys running the ball. Okay, now we have a, a much more uh, uh, capable running team. Okay, we're going to do a little bit more of that this year. And now you got a D-hop on the outside too with MVS, right, with Kadarius Tony with Kelsey with Sky Moore and those guys. I mean, hey Amen. Yeah, that's where I'm at. So I, I'm I'm right there with you, JD. I, I I don't understand the hate for a guy who's, I mean, who's pretty much produced his entire career with having outside the Watson years and you know a little bit of the Murray years, uh, uh, the year before, two years ago, uh, where he played amazing with Murray. Um, he had injury bug last year, and then this past year, the six games, of the PEDs. But like the guy's pretty much been flawless throughout his entire career. It didn't matter what co- his quarterback was, and that usually shows you who a guy is. And he's also he doesn't want to. He, he wants to make it easier for the other team. He's gonna take any. He'll take his deal that he wants that he has right now. He doesn't even want an extension. Um, I just it, I, I don't get it. A guy like this at the end of his career. Okay, we, we're saying this is on it, right? End of his career. Okay. He would, without a doubt, want to win a Super Bowl. He would do everything possible to win a Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. he's a guy that, without a doubt, at the in a game you can go to. There's no question about it. You know, to throw the ball up to D Hop, he's gonna go get it. He's gonna get it. He's gonna catch. He's gonna make it a hard catch. He's gonna catch everything that other people just not catching. Right? It's a couple of guys throw the ball to you, kind of, ooh, like he caught that. Like, oh my gosh, oh great catch, right? D Hop. You already know, man. Get your popcorn. We okay. What we're looking at now, right? So I don't know. And except, I mean, whenever we I post about Hopkins on our on our uh, Twitter account and our, our YouTube, um, people are always saying they go they come back to we did it last year without a number one receiver. We don't we we don't need him. What what is your rebuttal to to people when you hear that? I'd say yes, we did do it without a number one receiver. Absolutely did. Right. But it was tough. It was tougher doing it that way. Okay. We want to make everybody's jobs easier. We want Patrick Mahomes to last. 
We've seen him scrambling around. We don't want him scrambling around that, that often if guys are not getting open. We don't want him doing that, okay? We want Travis to be here as long as he, he possibly can, okay? Take some of the hits off of him where he's running around here, tired and stuff like that, man. He's been an absolute champ, a warrior in what he does, okay? The man's getting tired. He's been, he didn't pay his dues. He's been putting all those things in. You can make his job easier, okay? That's what you do. Now you don't have to double Travis or triple and hit him all the time. You got a D-op out there. He will come and make sure that everybody in secondary is playing honest and everybody is going to be put on notice. Every single snap. Every single snap. Yeah. He's going to have some DB shaking in their boots. Put it that way. So, yeah. It's going to be box. If it does happen, it's going to be boxes. Box office. It's going to be amazing to watch. Oh, man, come on. <laughs> come on. Um, and so the other ones you got uh, – other receiver you kind of mentioned, Allen Robinson, Allen Lazard. Sure, I mean I, that'd be that'd be okay, but it's not it's not number one receiver we're talking about. Um, Allen Robinson, you know, played with Matt Nagy in Chicago. Uh, Matt Nagy's ROC now. Um, looked at his numbers. I mean, he had so he had twenty eighteen and twenty twenty one. He was in Chicago. Um, twenty twenty nineteen and twenty twenty were his uh, Pro Bowl seasons. Um, 2019, uh, 98 catches, 1,147 yards, seven touchdowns. Uh, 2020, 102 catches, 1,200 yards, six touchdowns. And that was with Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, he has proven to play within the offense that Nagy runs, obviously with, with Andy Reid and Mahomes and Kelsey. It'll be a little different uh, here, but I don't think he's watched. I believe he, he's 29. Um, we were we were rumored to be interested in him last year before he signed with the Rams. Yeah. Uh, so, there could be potential there. Um, obviously, we don't. We you and I share the same belief. We don't see him in the same light as D Hop. But do you see him as a as a wide receiver one? Yeah, he has been in the past. He has definitely. You know, and, and the thing is, I, I think last year, just because it was really weird how the Rams used it, I, I just I, I didn't appreciate it at all. You know, because I'm sitting there thinking, well, it c- cut goes down, and all of a sudden you got Allen Robinson. I have, why is he not getting? You know, the looks. Why is he not getting any balls? And I think the one game he kind of shined and it seemed like he came off of it. So I don't know, man. Uh, you know, and I think one of the uh, one of the concerns for me is are we going to utilize him and his size and his length, you know, in our in our scheme, okay? The reason I don't worry about that as far as with D-Hop because D-Hop can run every rap that you, you that you give it. He can run it all. So uh, stopping goals, comebacks, whatever. I mean, D-Hop, he's going to make it happen. So Allen Robinson is without a doubt in the past been a number one wide receiver. I, so I don't know as far as like how that went uh, or him and Aggie, are they going to be able to get, you know, on the same page with everything? Because that was like some of the contention of, of them, you know, had a little bit, you know, there with it. Right. And so we don't know. That was like a concern we were talking about last year. Uh, but I like Allen Robinson. You know, the thing is, it's going to be utilized. That's the question about it. The way to what he gives you. Uh so, a joke, I mean, he could jump, catch balls. He got a good range. I mean, shoot, he's a talent wide receiver. We still have yet to throw fade routes and stuff like that in, in the end zone, but he would be a guy that you, without a doubt, could throw. But I know who else who could do that. D Hop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that comes to, I, I, I hope. Talk about Dr. Thomas. I hope if that's one thing, I, I hope that's that I hope you speak that into uh in fruition. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I hope so too. You know, I'm looking, I'm looking at 
I'm looking at the numbers. Okay. I don't see washed. Yeah. I don't see it. So that's anything but to get to get that to almost have a thousand yards in like nine games is wild to me. Yeah. I mean, and this is also, I mean, I, and I see the appeal. I know Mahomes MVP season, uh, Super Bowl, but like we didn't have a receiver. Mahomes was the first quarterback to throw for over 5,000 yards, or sorry, second quarterback to throw for over 5,000 yards and not have a wide receiver go over 1,000 yards. And we're sitting here talking about we could do it again. It's like that's not a sustainable thing. There's, only, there's a reason why Mahomes is one of two guys to ever do that. Yeah, man. Tough man, it just tells you how how great of a player Patrick Mahomes is. He, he's he's a one in a lifetime talent, okay. And like you said, one of the two uh, players to ever do something like that. Like you said, it's not sustainable. You want to make it easy on him, not make it harder. Let's not make it harder on him. Look, we're looking for dynasty. We want we we want the Chiefs to rule these next few years, okay? Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. We're talking about now, now, now. Okay, let's do it now. We got, we got all the pieces that you need pretty much in order. Somewhat, you know, right now we're still working through whatever. But the main piece, PM15, Travis Kelsey, get some other guys around him to help. We got some guys. We got great, you know, the great guys. It, we, we do. But, shoot, bringing another guy in that you know is the number one? Come on, man. How you how you against something like that? You know, you don't want to win now? Yeah. So. I know I that's think, not what it is. I think it's more likely because I, I think some, some people have said, "Oh, don't draft or don't trade for D Hop. Um, don't trade for a receiver. Don't sign a receiver. We'll just go ahead and draft one." Oh, kind of. I mean, I, let's well, say let's say we don't we don't sign Juju, MVS, yeah. the oldest guy, a guy who had no cat no no catches in the Super Bowl. That that that's gonna be our, our our veteran presence in the in that in that um in that in that receiver room. That's gonna be our like our. Our main guy and everyone else, like the, the younger, like the new faces, the Sky Moore, the KTs. And then we draft another receiver. Like, I, I don't know. I, I really do hope we, we bring in some kind of receiver, whether it is D Hop, whether it is even a Robert Woods type. I do hope we bring in someone. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what, man. I, and, and I don't necessarily look at touchdowns and those things as being as far as a leader or veteran presence. Yeah. You could, you could, you can have all those things about you and, and, you don't have to catch a whole lot of balls or a touchdown in the, you know right. what I mean? But a guy making 13 million and he's not, and he's not doing that. That, that That's like, I, obviously I, I'm, I'm never against players making their money, but like talk about production, matching their value. I, I get it. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe if anything, it shows all the younger players like, man, I'm, I'm ready to get paid. He get 13 for that. Oh, too. <laughs> hey, when my time come up, boy, I'm going to hit him over the head with mine. It's true. So, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, man, go on and get that 13. Go on and get it, man. Cause I'm I'm looking to get 15, 16. My time come up. 18, 20. So because you look at that and you're like, wait, so D Hop is gonna play out of 17 mil a year, and then we have um MVS is making 13, and then Juju wants 15. I I mean it's just like it's a no, it's a no-brainer. And I, I think anybody, if they do want a second, I know obviously it's tough to give up a second, but you're not getting D Hop in the second round, a guy who's ready to go win right now. No. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, but yeah, so this time next week is when the new league year starts. So hopefully by by the time our show comes up on a, on that on that uh, Wednesday night, hopefully there's uh, some 
some juicy bits coming our way and hopefully maybe a d-hop trade by that point yeah man we shall see we shall see all right guys well that does it for us thanks for tuning in to cheap concerns presented by bet online we'll see you guys next week as the new nfl year starts and the reigning kings can uh, make some uh, make a few splashes hopefully some d-hop yes sir we'll see (laughs) all right buddy all right hi everybody thanks for watching subscribe here to get the latest from the show also be sure to check out the best clips from chief concerns and if you prefer to listen to the show subscribe and follow us on apple podcasts Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.